0: Alright everyone, let's do this! How are you guys doing today? As usual, I'm hoping you're happy, healthy, and maybe even still enjoying your summer vacations to the fullest. Mine are unfortunately slowly but steadily coming to an end, but fortunately I'm still having an absolute blast during my holidays, so I hope you are too. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to another episode of my podcast Leave the Bubble where we talk about expanding our comfort zones, dealing with changes and embracing challenges in life as well as staying curious and in general trying to grow as a person. Last week we tackled the concept of rule breaking and discussed whether or not we should do it. We went over some rules of thumb when and under which circumstances we might want to consider such a thing And also talked about the benefits that critically questioning some rules can have in our lives. And lastly, we also mentioned some things we need to consider once we decide for a specific course of action. So if you haven't listened to the episode or would like to go over it once again, please feel free to click play on episode 39. Should we break rules? But now, let's dive straight into this week's topic. And boy, am I excited about this one. Today, I'm going to tell you about the three-day hitchhiking adventure my friend Igor and I went on a few months ago. The reason I'm only talking about it today and not sometime in May after it originally happened was because I was still working on editing the video for YouTube with my younger brother. But since it's done now and it's also live on YouTube, please feel free to watch it should you be interested in seeing visually what I'll be telling you in just a few moments. You will find the link in today's episode show notes as well. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. So yeah, there we were on a Tuesday evening sometime around May eating a few delicious burgers with my friend Igor when we started talking about our bucket lists. Both of us have one and we were both surprised when we realized that neither one of us had ever gone hitchhiking before. We talked about the potentially unforgettable adventure it could be And without missing a beat, literally two days later on a Thursday morning, we embarked on our hitchhiking adventure. We devised a very simple set of rules for our trip, rules we were not intending to break, for those of you who have also listened to last week's episode, (laughs) which stated the following. We would hitchhike somewhere. The destination in itself was not important, but we had to be back by Saturday night to make it punctually back to a party we were invited to, with a limited budget of 50 euros for the both of us. That's right, (laughs) 25 euros each which should last for three days and would comprise everything from food, shelter, and, if needed, transportation. Why exactly we decided to limit our budget so drastically? Well, because we wanted to go on an adventure. We desire to experience a minimalistic travel style and remind ourselves that when traveling, too often money is the main focus, which was something we wanted to avoid. And we also wished to see if hitchhiking was still possible in Western Europe in 2021, especially during the midst of a global pandemic. So with these ideas planted in our heads, we left the center of Maastricht on a Thursday morning towards the outskirts of town, on foot of course, and started heading towards a gas station. The more we approached the gas station, the more nervous we got. Don't get us wrong, we were incredibly excited, positively speaking, but we had no idea how to approach asking for that first ride. Should we wait by the gas station's exit and hold out our thumbs in the hope that someone asks where we'd like to go? Should we approach the people filling their gas tank directly and just ask? Or should we maybe take another minute to carefully think of a game plan on how to tackle our potential rides? We started discussing some options, but then we stopped, looked at each other, and started laughing because we were talking about a theory without even knowing what the practical aspect looked like. It was silly to discuss something without having any first-hand experience down, so we just walked towards the gas station's exit, waited for our car to drive out, and the literal very first time we put out our thumbs this guy stopped and asked us where we were heading into. (laughs) It was so simple and easy, we couldn't believe our eyes and ears. We told him we were keen on crossing the Dutch-Belgian border and seeing that he was headed the same direction, Florian, this guy's name, gladly took us there, where he was looking forward to spending his next days fishing. And with that trip, our hitchhiking adventure officially began. From the border, we hitched a few rides, passing through Masmechtle, and then driving into the city of Genk. There, we had a small bread-based lunch, saw a little bit of the city and walked through some fields along the highway, where we were hoping to hitch our next ride, still heading westward. While walking through the woods by the highway, it started pouring, which really gave us an enormous sense of being real-life We got picked up by Yuri who drove us to a gas station close to Antwerp where we continued our journey with a key player of our trip, Jim. Why a key player? Well, this guy not only took us to Antwerp, a gorgeous city Igor and I were looking forward to seeing, but during our drive We hit it off incredibly well, so well, as a matter of fact, that he invited us back to his place after the drive to have a few beers and relax after sitting in a car for so long. We listened to his extensive music record collection, had our beers, and walked towards the city center, where he treated us to a delicious pasta and wine dinner. It was the best deal we could imagine because it was a fairly pricey dinner, (laughs) way outside our budget, by the way. But he said that if we paid him just a pint of Guinness afterwards, the dinner would be on him, a deal we definitely could not refuse. (laughs) We went over to the Irish pub afterwards, got the man his pint of Guinness, and continued the evening under the gorgeous Antwerp lights, right by the riverbank underneath a beaming ferris wheel, a smaller version of the London Eye. Once the night was vastly approaching, Ira and I started to scout our surroundings for a potential sleeping space. We had decided not to spend the remainder of our budget on a hostel for our first night, because with the three beers, we already lost half our budget. So we only had about 24 euros remaining. But fortunately, once again, Jim invited us to spend the night back at his place, which meant that we would sleep comfortably under a roof with a pillow under our heads without having to worry about the cold. We started heading back. He prepared the couch for one of us and gave the other a blanket and pillows to sleep in the living room and wished us a good night. What an incredible first day of hitchhiking that had been. The next morning, after a very much-needed shut-eye, Jim took us to the outskirts of Antwerp, where we hoped to hitch our next ride towards the Belgian beach. We profusely thanked our gracious host and continued towards Bruges with Chris. He took us right into the heart of the city, allowing us to visit that beautiful little Belgian town And after we had seen all there was to see, we met Phoebe, who was an absolutely adorable older lady, a horse breeder, to be exact, who was on her way to see her horses. Interestingly, her stable was right by the beach in Bredene, which is why we were so happy to have met her to take us closer to our destination. And yes, that finally meant that we made it. We reached the Belgian beach and were absolutely ecstatic. To have made it all the way there from Maastricht. We took off our shoes, felt the sand under our feet, and listened to the waves crashing against the banks. We observed multiple families playing with their children in the sand, building sand castles, and watched seagulls flying over our heads. That sense of accomplishment was amazing, and that great feeling led to one of the most unforgettable nights of my life, and I believe. Igor's too. We decided pretty quickly to spend the night on the beach after we bought our supplies for the night. Some beers, a loaf of bread, a bottle of wine, and chips with salsa. <laughs> we scouted for a comfy place that protected us a little bit from the cold wind, walked around to collect pieces of wood to build a fire, and started toasting our slices of bread boy scout style. We drank and talked all night, wandered by the shore and listened to the waves crashing against the rocks and sandbanks. It was truly a peaceful sensation. We quickly realized that it was too cold for us to get a good night's sleep, so we stayed awake most of the time trying to keep the fire going. After all, we had no sleeping bags and the fire was our only source of warmth. But we made it through the night and enjoyed a beautiful sunrise once the dark and coldness of the night was over. We started heading back, stopped by Brussels on the way, did some sightseeing and continued to Maastricht to make it in time by the early afternoon. It was such a great feeling to be back home after three unforgettable days. But the biggest realization to me was how great it is to step out of our comfort zone once in a while. Having spent 80 hours on the road, hitching rides with strangers, seeing their altruism while also helping us on our little adventure was absolutely priceless. We spent the night in a stranger's home and slept in freezing conditions under the stars at the beach. If that's not discomfort, but a simultaneous personal reward, I don't know what is. This experience definitely taught me that if we want to do something in life, to just go after it, there is nothing that stops us from taking the time on a weekend during our vacations or to find the time by asking for a sabbatical. It showed us that traveling the world didn't require neither money nor luxury, but just willpower and the strength to take that critical first step, as well as trusting in the kindness of others. It truly was an unforgettable experience that I will cherish forever. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I hope this little adventure of ours inspires you to venture into your own unknown escapades. I am very curious to hear all about it someday. But for now, as always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and hey, don't be afraid to leave your bubble.